Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons Still Color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayon Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Tina DeGraff. Hey, Tina. Hi, Shelly. How are you? I am doing great, and it's so good to have you on today's show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're welcome. Now, for those of you listening, I want you to think, like, do you remember struggling with a specific subject in school? Well, Tina remembers crying almost every night of her sixth grade year as her parents desperately tried to help her with her math homework. Oh, I can just feel the desperation. Oh, little did she she know that God would reconnect her with her math teacher 28 years later to bring deeper healing into her heart. So just to start off today, Tina, just share with us a little bit about what your broken crayons looked like in this situation. Well, thank you, Shelley. Um, The broken crayons in my life looked like the buried hurt and pain of a struggling sixth grade math student uh, whose pain resurfaced 28 years later in a college class. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting story because, you know, here it is 28 years later. And yet, can you describe a little bit about what happened in sixth grade? I I can. Um, Of course, I was 11 years old. I had a math teacher. I believe it was her first year, and she was teaching uh, without a book. And so she would put the yeah she would put the problems on the board. And as sixth grade students, we were required to write down the problems on the board as examples, and then we were to take the homework home. And what happened was every night I would go home, and my mom and dad would really dread my coming home because oh. they knew that um, a fight would ensue because I would be trying to explain to them in my 11-year-old mind what I thought I had seen on the board to them. And they're both teachers, and they would help me with these problems, and they would get to the right answers, but it wasn't the correct way. And so I would get those problems wrong, and every night was a battle. Every night was um, tears. And I have to tell you, Shelly, the only reprieve came when that teacher had a baby and there was a substitute for the remaining months of the year. And it was so wonderful because she used the book. She explained it in a way that I could understand and the tears were gone. Wow. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to your story of just, you know, a different teaching style or a different thing, you know, and and it just, it probably caused, what, some resentment or what kind of emotions began to surface for you? When I had to do the college assignment, um, a lot of pain came out and I didn't realize that it was there. I thought that I had dealt with it. Uh, I thought that I had used the hurt, the pain uh, to be a middle school teacher, which I am, and to do a really good job of being clear in my directions and being kind and considerate and not sending these students home with confusion and tears. And so I thought that I'd already dealt with it and I hadn't when 
found out she was in the same class. <sighs> wow. And so, so you've actually become a middle school teacher. I had. I had used that, that whole year of, as I looked back, I used that experience as a chance to do a better job. I said, there has to be a better way than what I went through that sixth grade year. And I have just a tender heart for uh, junior high and middle school students. Wow, that's definitely one way that God is bringing, you know, it full circle and creating a masterpiece out of what happened. Just the fact that now you have a passion to help people that were in the situation you were in. But what do you think was the turning point for you? Oh, you know what? The turning point was the next day. Um, If I can backtrack, Thursday was the day that I had to post my feelings about 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And I, without using her name, went into some detail, though, about the pain that I went through my 6th grade year. On Friday morning, I was in shock when I saw her name. And that she was these teacher, you know, another one of the students um, that was in there. And it was an E-class, so we didn't meet in person, but we were supposed to post on each other's and comment on each other's postings. And then the turning point for me was Saturday morning. I distinctly remember getting ready for my church's 10 year anniversary. And I was walking into the laundry room and I heard two words, forgive her. And I knew immediately what that was about. And I began to wrestle with God. And I said to him, I don't have a problem with her. I really don't. I have used this hurt and this pain for good. I have become the best middle school teacher I can be. And he said, you do have a problem with her. This is all in my mind. You do have a problem with her. You have a problem with the fact that she's in the same class as you. And I began to say, no, I don't think so. And he said, have you changed in the past 28 years? And I said, yeah, I really have. And he said, regardless of whether she's changed or not, you need to forgive her. And he said, you need to quit looking at her only through the eyes of a wounded sixth grade student. Mm. I've been working in her life for the past 28 years as I've been working in yours. And I have to tell you, Shelly, I was so convicted. I was like, I need to forgive her. And as I walked down the stairs from my laundry room, I said, I'm going to work on this, Lord. I'm going to forgive her. And it's a really great thing that I did because before I left for that anniversary party for our church, I checked the postings, I checked the comments, and I had to do a different assignment. And I was freely able to accept the compliment that she had posted for me. She had put my name, she had put a compliment, she had signed her name, and I was able to accept that freely because I had forgiven her. Wow. So did she put two and two together and realize that that you were her student? You know, that's a really great question. And I, I, my guess is yes. And the reason why is I know it's been 28 years and I wasn't that special, but I do spell my name, as you know, T-E-N-A. I was um, one of her first classes and you tend, as a teacher, tend to remember those first classes. And my mom was the village president of our town for eight years, a, a few years later. So my last name was in there for a while. You know what I mean? She would be familiar with my family and my name could, she would remember me, I think. So we never discussed it through the class, but I, I do think, I do think there's a real possibility that she would remember me. Wow. 
Well, you know, it's it's so interesting because sometimes God simply asks us to forgive, even if we don't say anything to the other person, even if we don't have a conversation or a confrontation or anything like that. And this was one of those types of situations, right? It, it really was. I have thought about this, and this wasn't, for me, a relationship issue. It was a heart issue. It was my heart moving past unforgiveness. Mm, yeah, and that is so important to really having deep healing and lasting healing from a situation that was so painful in the past. Now, if you could give one piece of advice or encouragement to those that are listening, what would it be? That is a great question. And it is this, that God is so loving. He is willing to peel back the layers of our hurt and our pain and our unforgiveness, even when we may not realize that we're carrying that around because it is so deeply buried in our hearts. And not only does he leave it unpeeled, but then he helps you work through the healing, those broken places of our hearts. Yes, and you have a scripture to share with us, don't you? I do. It is uh, Colossians 3.13, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yes, and such an important lesson. And I just love not only how God has brought deeper healing in your life 28 years later, but now he's using you in your career to help people that were in the exact same position that you were. And he's using that pain for good, bringing so many things, you know, full circle. I love that. And in closing, you know, I say this every, every episode, but God truly can turn our messes into masterpieces. Absolutely. He really does. And he doesn't waste a hurt or a pain. He uses it for his glory and our benefit. Amen. And I just want to thank each one of you for joining us today and listening in. If you or someone else you know has a powerful story to tell, I would love to have you on the show. You can apply to be featured at ShellyHits.com forward slash story. And thank you again for being here with us today, Tina. And we'll see all of you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelly's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.